Hey modelers, welcome to the Model Geek Scale Modeling Podcast. Here we will be discussing anything and everything as it relates to the world of scale modeling. Before we start, we would like to take a moment and thank all of you listeners out there for your support. We would also like to thank our great sponsors for their support. Detail and Scale, Furball Aero Design, Tamiya USA, and Sprue Brothers. Please pay a visit to their websites and have a look at all their fine products. Now buckle up and ride along as we journey into the world of scale modeling. We really hope that you will download and make us a part of your modeling bench sessions. Now, here are the geeks, Darren Cook, Scott Samo, Andrew Frill, and Andrew White. Hello, geeks, modelers out there. Welcome to episode 37 of the Model Geeks podcast. Darren here coming at you from Cook's Acre down in the southern area of Maryland. Got kind of sunny today. Been rainy for the last couple days, but nice anyway. I've got my illustrious co-hosts here, Scott, Nemo, Samo, Whitey, and Frildo. What's going on, guys? Illustrious. Illustrious. That's like infamous. Well, we, yeah, we, we've had that conversation. We are infamous. We're not only famous, we're infamous. But you, all four illustrious. Illustrious. Illustrious, infamous. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how, what's how up, man? How you guys doing? How's it going? Good. Good you, to be here. Happy to be a boy. Let's crack a lacking. So, God, I haven't heard that in a hot minute. They're frilled, though. Yeah, know. right. He's going back to the early episodes. What's crack a lacking? Yeah, I heard man. Joe Rogan say that the other day, though. So you might be causing a little trend, man. Oh, <laughs> look at there, get shucky, shucky, infamous. Frills even more famouser than Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, he was a decorated war hero. <laughs> he was. He yep. was. He was a. He was a cool dude too. I loved his haircut. There was a a rumor. <laughs> I kind of like Captain- Mister Green Jeans. Uh, yeah. you know, kind of always partial to him. Was that there was a there's a rumor that Captain Kangaroo was a sergeant to uh who's the guy that starred in the uh Dirty Dozen movie, Lee Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin, yeah. Yeah, and uh he was there at Tarawa with and Lee Marvin was under Captain Kangaroo. But I think that was debunked as not true. But he was a Marine as well. But he didn't he wasn't under Captain Kangaroo. And Mr. Rogers was not a Navy SEAL sniper. Put that out there right now. Put that to bed. Mr. Rogers was not a sniper, and he was not a SEAL. There you go. That's funny. But he wasn't, though. That's right. You probably probably bought into the, oh, he was a sniper. That's why he wears a sweater. He's got all this tats and shit on him when he was in the Mekong Delta. He's got some grass. He's got spots in in the inside of his jacket to put his dip, you know? He had a hash mark for every kill. <laughs> he's killed and he'll kill again. Well, not Would anymore. He's dead, but. <laughs> won't you be my neighbor? I'll won't never look please? at Mr. Rogers the same. Please, won't you be my neighbor? Hi, friends. All right, man. Let's leave. Okay, but, the we all watched, but we all watched it, though. <laughs> we did. I, I, I might still watch a little bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's enough of childhood TV stuff. What, what's, uh, how you guys doing? Everybody doing all right? It's been, uh, I don't know, I saw Whitey the other day, yesterday actually, but uh, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. Ask yeah. me tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Friday. 
It's Friday. It is. Today was my Friday. Yeah. Start my three day weekend. Today was supposed to be my Friday, but tomorrow is going to be my Thursday. So Saturday's my Friday. If you there catch you my go. drift, I got you. Gonna be a busy boy. Yep. Yeah, it never stops, does it? Never stops. Nope. Um, so for the listeners, we are recording this on uh, Thursday, uh, and the date is the 23rd. So this is going to drop uh, on January, uh, July 1st, and I want to go ahead and wish everybody that's listening right now uh, here in the States a happy 4th of July weekend. I uh, hope everybody has a good one. Stay safe uh, and enjoy uh, wherever you're driving, listening to the Model Geeks podcast, man. Glad to be along with you, because if you're hearing this and you're there. Yay, <laughs> unruly colonists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about driving anywhere because gas in Maryland is going up six cents on the 1st of July. Oh, well, that's nice. That's well, what we need. for that. <laughs> yeah. That's what we need. So, anyway. All right. So, let's move on here. What you working on? I'm going to go around the room here uh, and start with you there, uh, Nemo. What, what what you working on? Or, uh, I'm sure everybody out in in geek land geekdom is about irritated with me still saying well i'm still working on the su-27 <laughs> but i'm still working on the damn su-27 so i had a little got i had a few hiccups but i i recovered so i used the old i drilled the hole in the the nose used the liquid gravity which the liquid gravity is kind of a misnomer it's not really it liquid it's they're just super small you know lead pellets you know bbs or whatever and then you got to mix it with like some Elmer's glue and then you just, you know, I drilled the hole and then. But then it becomes the, liquid. Then, then it becomes liquid. <laughs> so then I, I stuck it in the nose and uh, it worked really well. It was actually pretty easy, believe it yeah. or not. Um, and I, I love just, that you, stuff. Yeah, it, it worked really well. It, it took overnight to dry, you know, but that's fine. I just left it alone, didn't touch with, you know, and then when I came um, back the next morning, took it off its little jig that i kind of had rigged up and put it down man it's plenty of weight no problem so we're all we're all good there the only thing i have left to do are just a couple of um antennas or probes really and um and then the canopy and then that's it she's finished so i just got to find the time to to do that stuff but it's really just a just a few small things and then she's done so and it's been it's been a chore it's been a year and a half that i've been yeah. working on it and, um, it is, it's every step of the way, it's been a test and a test and a test. And, and it's weird. Cause you'll have some things that fit great. Like I have to admit the panel lines are great. The, the panel line detail is almost to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's nice all the kids are like that. Yeah. They're just nice. the surface details. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice and crisp takes a wash really well, but to, but to get to that point, <laughs> geez, oh Pete, man, I, I don't know how I didn't colonize that thing. I, I really don't. Um, but I'm glad I didn't, and I'll be happy when it's done. And anyway, I, I don't, know that I don't, yeah. There was a, a couple phone calls here and there about, I know you were ready. <laughs> I was. I was, cause I mean, it, there's just, like I've said it before, I know, sorry guys, you're, you're just, but a kit that's that expensive, you shouldn't yep. have to, you know, have to scratch build a bunch of stuff for, for fit wise. It's not Agreed. like, oh, I want to add this onto the kit. It's like, no. That's what you, those are the things you have to do in order to complete the kit with scratch build stuff. Yeah. So I hope whoever picks up those molds, I know there's been some, uh, rumor of, uh, trumpeter picking them up. And, yeah. And Lots of rumors out there, but 
I yeah, don't know. Well, hopefully whoever does uh, takes the time to uh, fix those minor flaws and because whoever does is going to make a killing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I, the kits are really not that bad once you get past those few issues. I have a bunch. I bought a As soon as I heard that they were going out of, you know, of business, I bought a whole bunch of stuff and, you know, like some of the, the H sixties, the 35th scale H sixties, I bought, you know, a bunch of those, um, cause you know, I'm a helicopter guy and they don't make any Romeos and Sierra. I mean, they do, but they're, they're fairly detailed. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever build it, but probably the one, if I, if I had to build another Kitty Hawk kit, um, it would probably either, I would probably be the F five F the two seat F five and do it in like, you know, adversary markings or, you know, yeah. but, um, so nobody take, makes, uh, intake covers on it. Cause yeah. there's nothing inside there, but an that's, empty that's, hole. Yeah. It's all I, and I've, I've heard some nightmare stories about the, some of the aftermarket intakes not fitting very well. So I'm, I'm just not gonna, I'm gonna yeah. sk- I'd skip all that and just put plugs on it and that's what call I it a day. Done. Yeah. But, um, anyway, um, as by the the next the next show uh this one will be it, it might even be whenever this drops um it's probably already done so as soon as i finish it darren i'll bring it over to the house maybe we can take some good yep. pictures of it and then we'll can do that. we'll stick them up there on the old face box we can absolutely anyway. do that i'll say that uh where you 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 did the work on the nose there with the liquid gravity the the pictures you're, you you can't, can't tell that tell. you drilled in so nope. really and it was good. big i mean it was the size it was probably I don't know, maybe the size of a, the end of a, like a regular ballpoint pen or the end of a ballpoint pen, you know? So it was, it was big enough that I could just dip the stuff in there and I used the, my extra large punch and die set to punch out a disc and I ran it over, um, an exacto blade handle, the round yep. to, to get a, just a little bit of a curve. So when I glued it in, it just, it, the curve was nice. I put a little bit of Mr. Dissolve putty done. Nice. Yep. Easy you can't game. tell it looks good. Nope. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, I'm, I'll be happy to have it done. And I have to admit, like, I'm, you know, I'm happy with how it's turned out, but you know, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> well, Roger that. I'll steer clear for now. Anyway, I do have one, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe one the great, these days. If you ever want to do a SU 27, just go grab the, the great, great wall. wall hobby. Yeah. The great wall hobby kit. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Frodo, move over to you, my friend. I know that you've uh, been busy. You were showing us a little bit earlier. What all you got going on? Yeah, well, the MiG-23 will be done as soon as we are done recording. So I, what? Uh, this week, yeah, yeah. All I got left is the canopy. I just have to paint the backs of the uh, of the mirrors and glue the canopy on, and it's done. So that'll get done tonight. And so once I get that done, I will move on to the uh, the P thirty eight. So I gotta get the bench cleared off and do a. Uh, so I'm gonna try and do a, a build video on it as well, as well as you know video or a picture build. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. So I'm gonna try and record the intro tonight and uh, get started on it. I'm anxious to see it. Yeah, me too. And I was kind of messing around with my photo booth and started taking some pictures of my other stuff yeah you were uh showing yeah. me those pictures of the tracker you took there with your iphone 13 man those pictures are wicked good yeah man i think it takes I, I will say it does take a pretty good picture i'm not gonna lie and that was just i set up on a tripod and used it on that and they uh came out really good but and so i was doing that and then today off and on i was i want to be ready for that so that way i'm not having to pack my stuff like the night before or anything like that 
So I went ahead and got my container all done up with foam and put everything in there and my container is ready to go. And so my models are in there and they're packed away, ready to go. You're like a kid waiting for Christmas, man. Well, yeah, I just hate <laughs> like waiting to the last minute to do stuff because that's when you br- something breaks or something happens. You don't have time to to get something fixed or whatever. So this way, it's done. That they're out of the way. I don't have to worry about anything. Why did you? Why did you're being quiet over there? What's uh? What you got going on? Uh, I'm in work on the A4, trying to get it done before Nats. Uh, looks like I'll make it. I'm about ready to get the wing assembly put on. Yeah. We made made it up to the fuselage. Uh, get the those gun fairings all cleaned up and fared into the wing. And uh, so, yeah, I'll get that. Uh, if I wasn't recording tonight, I probably would, would be doing that right now. But I got the weekend here coming. So I'll, I'll get it assembled and probably into paint, I think. And uh, I'm not going to go crazy with it. You know, it's, it's tactical gray scheme on the thing. So it's. I'm not going to mess around. I, I was thinking about black basing and doing all that kind of stuff, but I'm not, that'll take too much time. So just hit up the gray, do a little post shading and uh, call it good. Yeah, man. Get it done for Nats. Group build. That's right. Group build. We I'm, still have people requesting to get into the group. So I hope they build quicker than I do. <laughs> well, yeah. So the group, well, let's face it. After, after Nats is over, we just kind of let that group run. Uh, yeah. you know, people mm-hmm. can come in there and, and just dedicate it to nothing but scooters, you know, build, uh, build scooters and build scooters. Right. So, uh, and that, and that said, man, that's, that's really all I've been doing myself is, uh, the TA four J same thing. I've got her about ready for paint. Um, I want to thank you Whitey for the masks. Um, yeah, dude, I, I appreciate that. So I get those, uh, those uh cut so you know the inside one's cut so i can mask off the inside of the windscreen and the canopy get that all done up and then i'm ready to paint the fuselage itself so uh baby steps but like you i got the weekend as well um gonna be a a bachelor friday night and or saturday night and most of sunday so hopefully be able to make a lot of headway on it myself it's gonna be a lot of fun Uh, we're gonna come over and heckle you come on Come on, we'll do a we can we can have a uh, model geeks group build here at, at, at Cook's Acre. Anyway, so anyway, that's what I've got going on Zay for a uh, little bit of the uh, next gen car, but um, still waiting on some aftermarket stuff for that. So it's kind of setting off, and it's not a priority. So it gets yeah, attention. Speaking of that, I and, messed around with your uh, decals today at work too. Oh, did you? Getting the uh, I'm trying to find what font that is. Was there like a NASCAR font on that the font site or something or something close to it? Yeah, but the names is what we're looking at. The name the name on the windscreen. Yeah. And it's uh it's kinda looks like an aerial bold. That's close. But I I'm searching through to see if there's something that's more exact. Um but whenever I find a letter that looks like let's say the E then the A looks wrong or something like that, you know, so I'm just trying to get something that's close and you know i've done it before where i've pieced together letters from one font and another font to make something oh man that's a pain in the butt though yeah it is but (laughs) like i made names for um the canadian snowbirds in 48 scale and i had to use like two different fonts for that because their 
first letter of the rank and the first letter of the name is larger and a little bit different than what the rest of the name is. And, um, you know, so I, I have some of those made up on a sheet that, uh, for myself that because I, I plan on doing a snowbirds jet in the, in the near future. Yeah. That, Someday, that'd be a, that'd like be cool. we all wish I had, I wish I had your patience when it comes to, uh, that kind of stuff, you know? So, I mean, I, I guess I kind of do, or I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, but you know, sit here and try to piece together one font to another. That's tedious stuff, man. And I just, I don't know that I just have the time for that. Mm. Good on well, you. I mean, when I do that, I, I'm, I'm using, uh, what is it? What the hell program? I, um, the program we use to draw schematics with is Viz, Vizio, you know? So okay. you, fr- with that, you can, you can throw a letter up there and, and adjust the size real easy. It's not like you have to click back and forth and select font size. It's just, you know, basically it, it makes it a small photo that you can expand and, you know, oh, so I got it, you. it's not as, it's tedious, but not that it's not like working in word. Gotcha. 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 All right. Well, uh, that's kind of what we're, we're working on. Sounds like everybody's busy. Everybody's getting the time at the bench. That's good. Uh, Let's slide over into the old uh, geek news, what do you say? I mean, I've, uh, I, I, for one, don't have a lot. I, I, we'll start with new kits. Uh, and I, I think the one thing that I was really excited about, it was kind of uh, searching around today and looking uh, scale mates and, you know, modeling news and all that stuff. And Great Wall Hobbies, they're a re-release of their MiG-29 Fulcrum C. And they did it in the Ghost of Kiev, uh, Kiev, Kiev. I guess we'd say it. Is that proper? Um, I thought I, that I was saw your. Cool. Where did you see that? Because the one that I saw was like seventy second scale. Um, but I, I'm not scale. Yeah. And there is a. Uh, and there's a forty eight scale one. Cool. Yeah, there's a forty eight scale. Cool man. Yeah, I, uh, I would. Because the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh, cool! I want to." I don't know. I picked that one up and. Um, and then I was like, oh, it's the, it's the wrong scale. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Look at That'd that. Be, be pretty cool. Awesome, um, man. Cool. If you guys can't see it, but Darren's showing the picture, so it looks legit. So Yeah. Yeah, that'll, that, I, bet, I bet that one will sell really well. I would I would expect it to. I know. I'm a, I can't wait to get my paws on one. Yeah, I'll grab one. So I, I was pretty pretty psyched about that yeah i'll, I'll put a link uh, to the scale mates where that release news is and uh on the uh, facebook page uh what about you guys y'all seen anything new out there that's uh got you jazzed why do you see anything i know you're pretty up up to speed on all that news i haven't this week man really um let's see yeah frill's got some stuff he was talking about earlier what you got frill yeah i saw uh clear prop Looks like they may be doing an SH2 family. They're starting out with the um, U2 or UH2A, the uh, C Sprite, the um, first one. And it looks like they may have the rest of the family coming out too in uh, 48 scale. So that's kind of exciting. Interesting. Yeah, I got a hand to clear prop, man. They, um, they're doing a lot of cool subjects. Cause like, you know, I'm a big P47 fan and they do the, uh, uh, was that P thirty seven or whatever it is, the early P forty three. P forty three. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. My chair is blocking the my kit, so I couldn't see what it was. <laughs> and uh, and they're the only ones that make that. So, so I'm gonna 
that's up on my uh, short list this year. Maybe after Nats, I'll get on it at some point. I want to p- pick up their uh, Lockheed Vega. That, that, that kid looks pretty nice, too. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, like, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's all right. I was just going to say, there. there's a couple of weirdo, obscure kits that I'm going to try to find at Nats, like some of the wingsy kits and, and some of the door wings and some of those odd, you know, clear, pro- that kind of stuff that you're just like, huh, that would, you know... You see it. You, I've never seen them built, so you're just like, well, I would, that might look kind of cool. You know, just do something different. Um, there was a who was the one? Did Wingsy do the Sonya? I think they did the Sonya, and I've been, I haven't seen that thing anywhere. You know, so I don't know. Maybe I can try to pick one of those up at the old, the old Nats. Didn't you pick up a Sonya Whitey at that last show we were at? Dude had them for like forty nine bucks. No, I grabbed a uh, Wingsy one hundred nine. E. Oh, that's right. And that's a really nice looking kit, man. Um, and, you know, Scott mentioned Dora Wings. I think, is that who makes, I think that's who makes the Vega, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I get all those, those companies <laughs> those... kind of mixed up now, but, yeah. um, but all, all of them coming out of the Ukraine and they, and they all make great, great kits, man. Um, Dora Wings as well. They make some nice uh, Japanese 72 scale subjects because we have the, uh, for the club, we have the, for PaxCon, our club entry is going to be, yeah. Not another zero. So, any other Japanese airplane in seventy-two scale other than a zero? You know, we 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 mentioned the the ghost of uh, Kiev, and uh, here we have uh, Clear Prop and all these other companies. You, you've mentioned a couple of others there. All these come out of the Ukraine, man. What's going on over there? Those what's in their water? Because they're really st- <laughs> they're coming to the table, man, with the uh, scale modeling stuff over there in that, in that part. I don't of the know, country. but hopefully they'll keep drinking it. Because man, alive. Yep. yeah, it's working. That's that's good stuff. All of it, oh, all that. Yeah, so. I I sucked this past couple of weeks. Um, looking, at, it's like I think there's a couple of them that I remember seeing somewhere and didn't write it down. So now I'm like, wah, wah, wah. can't. I'm like, I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm shocked. The Whitey didn't have more, man, because I know he sits there and he's, he's noting on his phone all the time and new stuff. Yeah, he's usually. I know. He's got it all. <laughs> That's why. <all right>. Actually <laughs> doing work at work. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. So Whitey is now back in the office. So he's wow. uh, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the worst thing is the. Well, why do I need to come in? But yeah. because two years doing it from the house, why do you need why? me in there? Yeah, and I get so interrupted all day long by people. Yeah, people just actually, want to come shoot the shit with me about stuff, and I'm just like, yeah. yeah. I'll put headphones on. I have a set yeah, of headphones, that I, and sometimes I'm not even listening to anything, but I'll just throw them on just to deter <laughs> people. I know none of my coworkers are going to listen to this, so I yeah. can talk to yeah. them. I'm yeah. like, yeah, what? I'm like, what? I can't. What? Never mind. Uh, leave me alone. God, I'm, I'm on a meeting. I'm 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 dialed in. It's Teams call. Oh, oh that's I a got, good idea. I, I need to start yeah. using that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm on a call. I'm on a call. I'm, I'm just gonna start shutting my phone. Oh, <laughs> just gonna start shutting my door, <laughs> man. You know, no nobody shuts their door at our, at our place of work. You know, we all sit in our own little offices like stooges, and uh, but, but everyone leaves their door open. I mean, it's a good thing I have windows. I got a great view of the duck pond out back and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I think I'm just gonna shut my door from now on. Leave I mean, me alone, Whitey's, people. <laughs> Whitey's literally a, not even a stone's throw because he could easily hit my uh, my building is right next to yeah. Whitey's you know? building. And then Darren, aren't you 
Aren't you guys like close to us as well? Aren't we no, all the uh, same? No, I, I was when I was with uh, the P8 program, but now okay. that I'm over uh, uh, with the old different, Hilo Bubba's, I'm yeah. over by the different. airport now. So. And, and, oh, 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 oh. Don't get me wrong. Better. I'm a social animal, man, but I'm yeah. selectively social. Right. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is true. So, yeah, like let that. me know how that is going back to an office. Oh, yeah, you've been told you ain't I, never I coming I actually, back. I don't mind it. I, I really don't. The, the only problem is that I've noticed that if I really need to get stuff done, like if I need to review documents or like really focus, it's easier at home because I, I don't have people bothering me, you know, except there's one people, you know, take the trash out, mow the yard, do your laundry, pick up after. I'm just kidding. Like, thank God she doesn't listen to it either. Um, you know, <laughs> it's funny because my wife's a school teacher, so they're on summer break now. I told her, I was like, you stay upstairs. Don't interfere at my thing. I got my thing going on downstairs. <laughs> I was like, stay out of my way. I do my thing. Let me do my thing. Yeah, I know you've been kind of told you're permanent home, aren't you? You're not. Yeah, yeah. Because we have no, they have no room for me over in the PMA. So, but if I need like a conference room, or I got to have like a big meeting. My company yep. has a an office out in town that I could use. Same here. So, cool, man. All right, what about new kits? Let's go around. Uh, Do y'all get anything new? Let's start with you, Whitey. Let's go backwards. You pick up anything new uh, since the last? Uh... No, I'm saving my shopping for the Nats. Good um, man. Only thing I I got a set of decals off of eBay the other day that I saw. There was a set of blue Blue Angel decals for a Dash Two Panther yellow really? yellow hammer sheet. Yeah, and uh, I grabbed that. I have this grand vision of doing all the blues in one forty eight scale, and so that's the Dash Two is one that I don't have. So, yeah, so someday, have, how many are you missing now? Oh, golly, man. Let me see. I need a, uh, well, an F11 F Tiger in 48 scale would be nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, clear prop. It'd be a good candidate for you. Uh, let's see. What else? A, um, everything else I have. A cutlass. Uh, that dash. Cutlass. That, that weird, like, what was that? The dash one cutlass that they come out with. It was essentially the prototype cutlass that they flew like two of them of for a little while. And about the only way you're going to get one of those is if you find that old collector kit and want to drop about $500 for it or take a Lindbergh kit and heavily, heavily, heavily modify it. That's expensive. There's another candidate for clear prop, you know? I mean, come on, you're going to do a Sky Shark. Well, do a prototype cutlass too, man. That'd be cool. I'm an idea, man. Put the mayonnaise in the can, like I said. I, I gotta say, you're right, man. That 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 sky shark is a that was a God, yeah. Dirk, he that's an ugly airplane. <laughs> Just Dirk said an ugly that airplane. he said that uh, like fit wise, it wasn't too bad, but the gear he really the gear were kind of wonky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't I, like the gear. I actually ordered a set of metal gear for that. I think they may have even meant sack that essay. Uh, which I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of. You know, they are. Cause I got the same ones. Yeah, uh, just going off of Dirk's recommendation. I grabbed those. I'll see when it comes time to build it how that how it all pans out. Cool. Well, save it for uh saving saving the wad for Nats. That's probably smart. Um, we're gonna talk about that here in just a little bit with the shows and stuff. Look in the vendor room. There's gonna be a lot of stuff there, man. A lot of stuff. Frildo, you pick anything up, my friend? No, because like Whitey, I'm saving my wad for the Nats. So. The more money I spend now, it's less money I'm going to have to spend than that. All right. So, Scott, don't disappoint me. I know you got something. Oh, so I didn't actually, 
I didn't buy anything. I just bought it a while back. It just came in this this week. So I finally got my a uh, bunch of stuff from ResKit. So I got the 48 scale, the F111F cockpit for the Hobby Boss kit. Then I got the the engine nozzle set. And then again, 48. And then in 32nd, I got some GBU-12s, AIM-9Xs, and some JDAMs because I'm going to build that for the Super Hornet. And um, I can't remember if I talked about this one or not on the last show, but I'll just mention it again. And I did get some cool extra decals from... Uh, for the the 124 scale Airfix, the Mark 9 that hopefully comes out soon, and then the uh, the 48 scale Airfix Mark 18, where extra decal I got them from Hannitz, and they shipped really. That's such an awesome store. I mean, I, from overseas, boom, took like less than two weeks, got them. You know, I've noticed a lot of the stuff, and I was going to ask you the res kit stuff. How long did it take you to get the uh, months? I, I really? uh, like three months. Wow. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe three months. A lot of the stuff I've been ordering for uh, the Salvino's car is coming from overseas over there uh, in Europe. Um, they just seem to have the uh, the car, you know, aftermarket stuff cornered. But I mean, I'm getting it inside two weeks. No, it's this crazy fast. Three months. Wow, three man! But well, it's I'm worth a- it because now I've got a res kit F111F cockpit. If I ever build an F111. Yeah, so Jim Rotrammel had uh, that cockpit mocked up uh, at our last club meeting, and yep, it it yep. looks like it's gonna it, it's gonna work out really well. Did he mention also that um, they are in work on doing one for the academy kit? I thought he, I thought I heard. Ooh, I think I he did. I think I he did say that. that yeah. yeah, I would, okay. I would definitely do the. I mean, he Jim always says because I was gonna build one, and then I just kind of lost interest, but. Um, he highly rec. He was like, just go with. There's an Australian version of the Academy F111. He's like, that's the one that you want. He's like, so if you're gonna build an F111, he's like, that's he's like, that's the one that I would go for. Um, but you gotta, if you want to open the canopy, you gotta cut the canopy. Um, the, there's no dropped flats or flaps or slats. So and those intricate you know, Fowler type flaps of the F-111 or what make it so cool when it's got the wings open or spread. Nope. So you got to try to snag the Paragon set if you can get one. And, well, there's uh, also the, uh, that Aussie company makes a set of them. Um, yeah. The name escapes me right now, but they make, hell, they make both the short wing and the long wing for like the, yep. Isn't the Aussie version a G or something like that? But yeah. It's, it's a little, a, a it's C a short wing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, know, I just remember some of the the general differences from talking to Jim, but it just seemed like a lot of extra. And he really, I mean, he just he he's like, don't build the. He's like, you can do the hobby boss kit, but you know, you know how he feels about it. So, but yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know. We'll I see. I might grab a hobby boss one now that those now that those cockpits are available and that corrects that weird. Hump bubble front, yeah. front end thing going on, it, then, then it, I'm happy. You know? It's so weird because like bef- when I saw Mike Wachowski's, I don't think Mike did anything to it. I think he just built his Hobby Boss F-111 out of the box, dropped the flaps and slats and all that, and he said everything fit really well. Um, I don't even think he opened the canopies. Um, but I <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice anything. It looked like an F-111 to me. But then whenever... I saw some pictures. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I can see it. I can. You can see that in the Hobby Boss kit. It, there's just a little too much of a hump 
yeah. in the in the windscreen. It should be, I guess, flatter and then blend into the nose a little bit better. Uh, it's I don't know. It still looks like an F one eleven to me. But to Jim, it was literally quote unbuildable. You know, well, he is Mister Vark. He is yeah, for a reason. He is. And that's the whole reason why I didn't build one, because I'm just like, all right, build something else. <laughs> How about a Kitty Hawk kit? Yay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, cool, man. It's, uh, the only thing I picked up, I've, well, good geez. How do you say it? It's got Jizo Pete. I've, uh, I went nuts, man, with some of this uh, aftermarket stuff from uh, Hero Boy and some uh, Spot Model and some of these other places on aftermarket you know, car accessories, uh, really way too much. I, I could take up about 30 minutes of your time <laughs> talking about all these parts of pieces. Uh, so I'll, uh, I'll skip that. Um, but I, I did also, and I'm really excited about this pick up a 148 scale Tamiya prop action F190. And it is the last one of the prop action series that I needed for my set. And I've got now the entire collection which makes there me you very go. happy. Very happy. Cool. So uh, that was my big score. Um, Good deal. I'm really excited for that. And it actually shipped today. So now watch. I'll find like three of them at Nats <laughs> for, for half the price. But I do that though, right? I yeah. have like 20 um, adversary 30 or Hasegawa 30 second scale. That adversary A4E. I got like 20 of them because when I see it, because it's got the the you know the tax pod on it mm-hmm. with with the um with the launcher rail so every time i see it i'm just like oh man i gotta grab it so there's just something inside me that i have to buy that kit and especially if it's a decent deal it's just it's just well, i already got man i got like 20 of them <laughs> this was a decent um, de- the decent deal was the fact that it's still shrink wrapped so i'm go. really excited like the other ones i've got shrink wrapped they have you know, still have the store stickers on them, which is kind of jazzes me because I know it's authentic. Uh, you know, the you can't few, find. Last few kits I've got, I've actually taken them out of the wrapper. What? Check, check them out. Oh, uh-huh. Stand back. Holy. You guys, you guys are rubbing off on me, man. Jeez. I'm like, we I wonder to, what the. We need I, to get Allison to take his temperature. I think he, he think he's sick. I'm like, ooh, I wonder what this looks like inside the box. Take the shrink wrap off. I'm like, well, I'm not open. Let's not go. That's why I'm not getting crazy with the cheese. Was like opening up the bags and the sprues or nothing. Just the actual bags. Just I'm not breaking bags. I'm just (laughs) removing the shrink wrap. You know, breaking bags. Yeah. Now um, the Super Hornet I did. I pulled all the sprues out of the the bags and was checking them all out. So yeah, but you're gonna build that one. Yeah. 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 Maybe he won't build it. Uh huh. <laughs> <He's>, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so anyhow, that's all I picked up. I'm 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 pretty jazzed about it anyway. Uh, Nats Nats twenty two update. Guys, is it? We are almost there. Frillo, how many days did you say we were away? We are twenty seven days. Twenty seven days. From the rec- from they were recording this. Yeah, it, that's crazy, man. It's, it seems like we were just coming back from Las Vegas. I know it's hard to believe that was almost a year ago. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, man, it it does not seem like a year. I know that we were in Vegas. That's a little less. I mean, we what was that yeah. August? But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, shave a month off of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what is it? Is it Wednesday night? We have 
a big hoo-ha or something like that in the lobby of the hotel. Or you know hang what? out, hanging out with the other guys. That kind yeah, of the thing. black tie event we have. Yeah, that's every tie. night, man. It's gonna be freaking craziness. Don't forget to pack your tuxedo. I'm serious. I'm Get a bunch of those tuxedo t-shirts. Are we, are we really doing something? <laughs> uh, yeah, we we are. We're actually doing uh, the podcast open forum, and that's uh, they've got it here on the schedule. It's gonna be. It looks like Thursday evening, five thirty to seven thirty p.m. in the Gatsby room is what they have here for a podcast open forum cool um so uh i thought that it was supposed to be something a little bit different like a uh a happy hour but uh look, no, i don't no. know the, i don't that, know the lay of the land in, there so that's more in um like more an unofficial thing you know they have we have our round table which is probably on the schedule but then like there you go we're doing like a one of the, i want to say it's wednesday evening like how we did the breakfast at uh, Vegas. Yeah, just hanging out and yeah. Yeah. in the lobby up there where they have, I guess they have free beer. Hello, yeah. free beer. I'm, you know, sign me up. Yeah, twist twist Whitey's arm. Uh, sure, I, 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 I also have see one. I, I, there you go. See? You, you might need one after this next little announcement here. They've got uh, on Friday, the 22nd, from 10 to 11. Modeling model USN jets for model geeks in the Gatsby room. And Scott, I think that's going to be you with your paint demo. What? Yeah, oh, that'll be awesome, man. That'll be fun. Yeah. Be good to go. No, no beer for you before. Good that. times. No oh man. I know. I don't want to have the shakes when I'm trying to airbrush. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Although it's not going to matter because it's a U.S. Navy ski, so you can jack it all up and it still looks cool. That's right. That's right. So for listeners out there that have been li- living under a rock, uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you know again here that these dates are the 20th to the 23rd of July in Omaha, Nebraska, the IPMS Nationals, and it's going to be a good time. Uh, if you can get there, be there. I will say that the uh, the convention hotels are full. Uh, all the rooms are sold out, but uh, they're saying on the website there there's plenty of hotels in the area with reasonable rates. So don't let that stop you from attending, even if you're just coming for a day try and make it because it's just amazing it's and fun. and uh we'll have our booth and please 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 come come by and say hi just sit down shoot shit with us that's like our favorite thing to do so absolutely come it, come chat with would love to meet everybody and again for us just to thank people for listening so yep please come by and say hi look forward to seeing everybody speaking of uh speaking of tables I, i've got uh in my hand right here layout of the vendor's room and what i'll do is i'll put this in the file section if i can upload the file to our uh, facebook page but there's going to be a lot of uh there's some big names there like edward edgewad for whitey edward is there uh sprue brothers uh umm and and then I'm, I'm glad to see some of these like john's john's models from pensacola lionheart is going to be there they got a table that's cool Whitey's favorite uh, store too. Lone Star Models is going to have a table. Oh, yeah, man. You know, I'm gonna pick you up some resin accessories there, got, Whitey. Hopefully, he's got one of them uh, privateer conversions ready to go. <laughs> there you go. I think you got to put your name on like a list, and uh, I don't know, give up your firstborn to get <laughs> one of those or something. That's though right. that's right. So. All right, so uh, Nationals 2022, Omaha, Nebraska. Be there, be square. I'm looking forward to it. And as, as uh, Samo said, 
come on by and say hello. Looking forward to uh, meeting folks. So uh, before we move on, I want to take just a minute and uh, turn things over to our good friend, Rock Rozak over Detail and Scale, and uh, let him tell us a little bit about what they've got going on. Hi, Milo Geeks. Rock Rozak of Detail and Scale here to talk about our latest book, Attack Aircraft of the U.S. Navy and Marine Corps by Bert Kinsey. At the end of World War II, the Navy combined the missions and capabilities of the scout dive bomber and the torpedo bomber into a single aircraft, and the A designation for attack aircraft was born. Our book covers 14 different attack aircraft, from the propeller-driven AU-1 Corsair, AM Mahler, and the A-1 Sky Raider, to the jet-powered A-3 Sky Warrior and the A-7 Corsair II, and then moves on to the revolutionary short vertical takeoff and landing aircraft represented by the Harrier and the Harrier II. Also included are the legendary A-4 Skyhawk, the supersonic A-5 and RA-5C Vigilante, and the all-weather A-6 Intruder. Over 70 years of naval attack aviation history is at your fingertips. The book sells for $14.99 in its digital editions, while the print book goes for $21.99. Visit our website at www.detailandscale.com for more information. And now, back to the Model Geeks podcast. All right. Thanks for uh, that, Rock. I appreciate it. Uh, folks, if y'all haven't had a chance to go over and check out the, these fine publications by uh, Mr. Burt Kinsey and Rock Rosak, uh, please head on over to uh, detailandscale.com and check them out. Uh, they are absolutely a staple in uh, my toolbox here at my bench. So thanks again. Now, we were uh, talking about Nats, and uh, speaking of shows, uh, I've got some of the Region 2 shows listed here that uh, I want to give a shout-out to, uh, the first one being the uh, Virginia Shootout in Salem, Virginia. Uh, that's August 13th. I know, Scott, you didn't make it to that one. What? God, it's been three years now. Yeah, it? it's been a while. I, I can't remember. Some work, something happened with work kind of popped up, and I couldn't, I couldn't make it, but however... Hopefully this year is different. <laughs> Man, we, we had a great time up there. Uh, go up and stay the night. Got a hotel room. Had a couple adult beverages, some late night breakfast, and yeah, man, hit the show the next day. It was a lot of fun. It does. It's the shows are just model shows rock, man. They're yeah, awesome. They do. They, well, they put on a great show, and I, I wish yeah. the hell they could have gotten their uh, their region two uh, regional underway. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that there's plans for that in the future. And I know they worked really hard to try and get all that set up, and I know they would have knocked it out of the park. So hopefully we can find out a little bit more about that while we're up there. Cool. Uh, we have PenCon 2022. I love me some PenCon. This year it's in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, uh, and that's September 10th. Followed up with MarauderCon, which I have never been to. What? For, nope. Never been. What do you mean you haven't been to MarauderCon? I've, I've never attended MarauderCon. This how how did that happen? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Man. It has something to do with me and my relationship with Baltimore, I guess. Which is it's kind not, of sad because they're right outside of Baltimore. They're not in Baltimore Yeah, it's not in Baltimore though. proper. Yeah, it's a so. decent drive, though. What is it like an hour and 45 minutes to get there, I think? But it's worth it, though. I mean, it's a model show and all the... The usual suspects are all there, so it's 
that's up there close to where uh, uh, Furball International is, isn't it? Isn't that yeah, not I, too far. It is. There? It is a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be there. Uh, he better be. Man, him in the head. Did you hear that, Jeff? Legend. You know that one's on the twenty uh, second of October, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be our first, yeah, be good, uh, my man. first one, anyway. Uh, and then, last but not least, I want to put our plug in there for PaxCon, which we are still planning. Uh, our first local show that we're doing uh, down here in Southern Maryland, and that's October seventh of twenty twenty three. Put it on your calendars now. It's going to be now. a great show. Now, write it down. Start saving your pennies. Uh, October 7th, 2023 at the Hollywood Volunteer Fire Department down in Southern Maryland. Uh, come on down I, and, and participate. I heard the trophies are going to be awesome. They are. <laughs> yeah. The whole show is going to be awesome. It really, it really is. Like The venue is freaking huge. There's going to be tons of room. The lighting is fantastic. It's only a couple of miles from each of our houses. It's going <laughs> to rock, man. That's right. It really is. It's going it, to be the best show ever. You know, the, uh, the, the Hollywood, the volunteer fire department, the, the ladies auxiliary is going to be serving food. Uh, we've got a, a little place, a little dining area to eat and they got a little side room. Uh, the vent, the venue is just great. Everything it, it, about it really it. is. It really is. Yep. So, yep. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Come on down, put it on your calendars. Come on down. It's going to be a great time. And, uh, we hope to see folks there. So. And if you want to judge, Feel free to volunteer to judge. And that's a plug straight from our head judge right there. (laughs) Okay. uh, Hobby shop shout outs. We're a little bit light this time, folks. Y'all send us in your hobby shops. We want to plug your, uh, your hobby shops, your local favorite places. So uh, send them in to us. Contact modelgeekspodcast.com. Let us know about those little places out there and let's get them, uh, get them some drum up some business for them. Okay, before we move into tool and tip of the week, I want to take just a real quick moment to say we, the geeks, would like to thank all of you, the listeners, for your continued support. We would also like to ask that if you enjoy listening to the show and would like to further support us in our endeavor to promote the scale modeling hobby, then please take a moment and head over to our Model Geeks Patreon page. There you can donate anything from dollar on up and every penny goes to help offset our production costs. If Patreon isn't your cup of tea, then you can make a one-time donation by visiting our PayPal Me page. This can be done by simply clicking the heart icon at the top right corner of our homepage, and that will take you directly to our PayPal Me page. Please note, donations are not in any way a requirement. We will continue to work hard to deliver the best scale modeling content that we can. So, once again, I'd like to say thank you to you all for downloading and listening. That will uh, move us, guys, over into our tool and tip of the week. And I'm kind of jazzed about this one. I I actually got a call uh, from Gordon Kwan over at Sprue Brothers. He kind of called me out of the blue uh, one evening, and he knows that I'm an MRP fan. And uh, I know not everybody is, but I, I like the stuff. And he had these uh, 20 millimeter wide one ounce bottle caps that work with a siphon, you know, a siphon type airbrush, like the 150s, you know, the Badger 150s. And uh, 
they fit perfectly on not just the little all-clad bottles, but on the MRP bottles. So you're now doing a lot of uh, a lot of spraying with different colors, like the A4. When I start to uh, do the camo, I'm going to be using that 150. Uh, it just makes it real easy. Three caps, three different colors. You could switch between them very, you know, fairly quickly. So um, my thing is this: unless I'm painting a whole like a lot, I'm I'm, I'm using a gravity feed, man. You know, I'm putting a few, I'm mixing my paint in a little tattoo ink cup and, and, uh, and, and using, you know, so I, I hear you. Like, I would have loved to have one of those when I was doing the 148 scale C130, you know, shooting all that yellow and then all that gray as well. Like, you know, I mean, that, that, that's awesome. But most of, most of my painting, if, you know, 48 scale stuff, it, it's, it's right here at the, be- at the bench and, uh, you know, small quantity, gravity feed, um, you know, it's going to be a rare occasion that I'm using a siphon, my siphon feed, to be honest with you. Alclad, yeah. like definitely for Alclad, uh, I would I would probably grab one or two, yeah. Um, and you know, I have some natural metal finish birds that I've uh, that I'd like to get on, and uh, you know that would make it a lot easier there for sure. I I, I will I, I'm going to admit that the the gra- the uh, siphon feed airbrushes are few and far between anymore. You know, absolutely, gravity feed is uh, the order of the day. Uh, I think what makes me so excited about this one, and I'm going to blame Scott because Scott's the one that turned me on to the 150, uh, and that's because of the stop on there. And when I'm trying to do the demarcation lines in, in that camo uh, type painting, uh, I, I like it, and it just happens to be that gravity feed, you know, system. Yeah. So the, one, the 150s are awesome. I mean, that's that's what I grew up using, but then – you know, as soon as I you know, started using Iwatas and the the gravity feed stuff, you can get, you know, I can get really, really, the only thing I like to use the 154 is to do streaking because you can use that little set screw to set, it's basically you turn it into a single action airbrush yep. and you can set whatever size you want your streaking to be. And it just, it's just easier because you're only doing one action. You're just pushing down on the trigger rather than pushing down and pulling back. And so it it's just, yeah, the 150s, when I do streaking, that's what I use it for. But I, I will actually probably pick up, because I, I do, my the metallic colors that I've been using recently are all MRP. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind having a couple of those little um, lids just because, you know, I still have I got like three 150s. And they all still work, you know, they're not bad, so. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I just bought a complete rebuild kit for a 150 head sitting over there. You, man. I, you know, I got the... Uh, the uh, medium, uh, they don't even give you a, a, a needle size, but it says medium and fine. Yep. Uh, so I bought one of each. Yep. Uh, I have two 150, so I'm going to set them both up. Cool, and, man. And have those done. So I don't understand why that, that set screw idea hasn't um, been adopted by other other uh, airbrush makers, man. I don't know. And, and the new 150s, brand new from Badger? Yeah, yeah they don't, don't have, have it, it, right? They don't have it. it. That's yeah. so odd that they did away with it. Now. I don't know. So if you're still shooting with the siphon feed out there, take a look at these things. They've got them over on Sprue Brothers. They're called the uh, the Fast Blast Cap Airbrush Adapter. <laughs> and uh, they are really cool. I know I'm going to pick up a couple of them. Um, I am going to throw in a, uh, a second tip and tool real quick because I think it needs to be mentioned uh, again, and that is another plug for the liquid gravity. Um I want to put this stuff is made by uh, Deluxe Materials, 
and I just get it on uh, Amazon. But uh, you know, Scott attested to its uh, its use earlier. Um, I will uh, put a shout of this on the Facebook page as well, and in the show notes, so people can check that out. Yeah, That's it's good it was really good stuff. I mean, I I would have been SOL, you know, with um with the SU twenty seven, and with that stuff, it definitely saved the day. Even though I had to drill a hole in the nose because <laughs> I was stupid, too stupid to remember to put a, a lead weight in the nose, which I typically always do, but I just, I don't know why I forgot. I just did. You know, that's, uh, you, you talk about drill. There was a time in my life where have to uh, do something like that, go back and drill, would have just scared the living daylights out of me. Um, and now, I mean, it's just uh, you give it a chance, you know, give it a shot. So, uh, I think what I'm trying to say for the listeners is just don't be afraid. Go ahead. If you got to do it. I literally yeah. used an X-Acto blade, a number 11 blade, because w- when I did that, it creates like a, an angled hole so mm-hmm. that when I place the plastic, it's not, it, it doesn't allow the plastic disc to like go all the way through. Right. It's tapered. like a, it's, it's like a tapered, um, hole. So when I put the, the, you know, and I used, I, I was on purpose. I took my, you know, my extra large punch and die set and used the, made sure that that hole was the same size as the punch and die set. So it, it really was not a big deal. It was a little spooky to think about it, but, you know, finally when I, when I like just bit the bullet and, and started drilling, I was like, well, no turning back now. It's, it's, it, it's it is, it is done. And I try, I tried to fit it in that stupid hole behind the, the jet. I mean, I just, it just, it wasn't going anywhere. I couldn't get it to like, you know, it just, the hole wasn't big enough to get the goop to like get down in there. So anyway, yes. Uh, liquid gravity to the rescue. Good stuff. Liquid gravity. And it's a little white glue. Yes. So there you go. Tool and tip of the week. So now it's time for everybody's favorite. Mail call. Uh, mail call. So we got a couple of short emails, but good emails. And uh, the first one was from Robert Perlman, uh, who, who wrote in basically to let us know how much he enjoyed episode 36 and our time spent with Gabe. Uh, called him a encyclopedia of knowledge and yes yes he is he, he knows his stuff he's our go-to isn't he yep dude knows more uh, he knows more about like a4s and f16s and hornets and, and I, I i just i just i don't even i don't have to worry about knowing i just <laughs> text gabe hey yeah. what do i do for this what do i do for that and he knows he's gonna yeah, know and so spitfires he, too holy you think um tim holland knows spitfires uh, Gabe, Gabe, Gabe will give him a run for his money. Really? His, man, we should, get, Gabe we should go- get them two together, man. We should. That's what I was say. Is Gabe going to nationals? No. Maybe ne- next yeah. year. You know what's odd is he next flies year. into Omaha quite a bit, doesn't he? Yeah. But just off for that, uh, yeah. you know, he's just not going to be up there for that time period. So that kind of sucks. No. Hopefully next year. Yeah. I don't want him to go to Nats, man. He's going to freaking... He'll clean up. <laughs> Him and Justin, man. Well, uh, 
Robert's looking for Rob. He he goes by Rob is looking for that gouge on the Ming Super Hornet. Of course, I I wrote back to him, let him know that you know Gabe is still still building that gouge is coming. But uh, he uh, he he asked about the A four gouge as well, and uh, I did ask uh, Gabe, and he is uh, given permission to go ahead and release his gouge to uh, the geeks out there that need it. So that that's good stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to compile a. Um a list and make a sort of like a, a cheat sheet for that. Yeah. And once that's done, I guess we'll, I could just, we'll just toss it on the Facebook page. I suppose. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you going to say, yeah. once that's done, we're going to sell that shit. Make a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> we, told, yeah. we told Gabe he needs to write, write a book. We, can you, know, you imagine? You have that one guy that makes, that takes kit uh, instructions and then breaks them down into a, a, a different yeah. order in order to make the buildies. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, he sells his books at the shows and things like that. And, you know, more power to him. But yeah, Gabe could definitely get into that line of work, man. I mean, can you, yeah. Can no you imagine doubt. like a one, like a book that had like tips and tricks and just have all the different kits that, oh, man, that would yeah. be, whew, I would, I'd probably get more use out of that than any reference book that i have you know well rob hint, rob uh, hint, hint, gabe <laughs> yeah hint, hint. so rob is as you heard there uh we're, we're working on getting that uh, a4 information compiled there for you and we'll uh, get that up on the the facebook pages uh once we get that done I, I may be able to knock that out tomorrow at work to be honest with you and may you know so by the time this thing's dropping it, it, it may it may be up on our page there you go Okay, the next one uh, comes from Martin Drayton. Drayton, sorry, Martin. Um, and this one, I, I'm going to read just a little bit of this because uh, I, I think it needs to be read, not just paraphrased here. Uh, he says, I just finished listening to the latest podcast. I was blown away. Frildo's subject at the end of that moment when you each decide to make, uh, take modeling more seriously was for me a really special moment in modeling podcasting history. Um, it seems like we've touched, uh, quite a few folks out there when we went back and, uh, talked about when w- was we decided, you know, to, to get serious. Um, that was, uh, that was your episode there for real, wasn't it? Yeah, man. So, uh, he says, take care guys. Uh, see y'all in Omaha. So, uh, Martin absolutely stopped by the booth, come by and, uh, I'd like to shake your hand and and uh, have a little chit chat. That'd be a lot Didn't of fun. Did you meet him at the uh, Richmond show? Yeah, he was at Richmond. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was he at Richmend? Yeah, he, he, yeah. Uh, he's a Delta too. flight attendant. Martin. No, I met yeah. him at Fairfax. Fairfax. Yeah, man. Fairfax. Oh, yeah, Fairfax. Yeah, Fairfax. Yeah, yeah, Martin. That was pretty cool. He arranged his schedule just so that he could be at Fairfax so that he could come talk to us. I thought that was pretty amazing and super, super nice guy. So, yep. Come hang with That's- us, man. That's good stuff. Yep, absolutely. Uh, number three here. Y'all remember J.J. O'Hara from PenCon? My buddy J.J., he uh, he won the gold medal in the juniors category for his Stormtrooper at PenCon. And uh, he wrote in to us. He's got a, he says, I'm wondering if you guys would be at PenCon this year and we could talk. Hell he said, yeah. Recently, <laughs> he says, I recently finished a Gundam. He attached a picture and checked the uh, the contact email because he, he did a bang up job on this thing. Uh, he says it thinks it would be cool to talk to, uh, to you guys because last year we didn't get a chance. And I think your podcast is cool. Well, JJ, I think you're cool too. And uh, 
I think, and we'll see if I can't get a general consensus here, I think we might need to sit down and have a little chit-chat with J.J. I think Behind we, the mic. I think we may. I think in so. fact, let's let's put it on the books. Let's do it. You got it. So Yeah, and just to put it in his ear, too, you know, he's the perfect candidate to sit down and talk um, to his peer group about modeling. You know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Whether it be Gundam or whatever you're building, you know, yeah, put that, put that, uh, get the word out to your peer group on the hobby. Yeah, and JJ, uh, I know that you you listened to this with your dad, John. Uh, I'm hoping y'all will make it down here next year for uh, PaxCon, and uh, we're gonna have obviously a juniors category down here as well. And uh, JJ, we'd uh, love to have you participate down here. So uh, we look forward to seeing y'all at Carlisle. That's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, we uh, we we have one more email here, but I I, I want to uh, go ahead and thank everybody before I read this from uh, Briggs Warren because this is going to take us over into our main topic. I want to thank everybody uh, for for writing in and emailing us. Um, I want to let everybody else know if y'all have a question or a show suggestion or just want to uh, say that you're you're tuning in, then please. Uh, uh, drop us an email at contact modelgeekspodcast.com or uh, hit us up with a message through the uh, Facebook page. Uh, we, we always look forward to uh, lis- hearing from the listeners. So this uh, this last email, I said it's going to take us over into our uh, main topic. You know, I was sitting there trying to figure out what I was going to do. I know that we had a couple conversations about main topics. And when I read this one from Briggs, uh, it just it kind of struck me. So uh, he says uh, the main gist of the email here was, you know, met at the uh, Fairfax show and spoke briefly with the, the two Andys over here, the Whitey and the Frill, and uh, at the vendor tables. And uh, he's making his way through the podcast episode. So far, his favorite was with uh, the one we y'all did. I wasn't here, but did with Dave Roof. Um, military aviation, that's his focus and 90% of his stash. So, uh, good man. I can understand why the thing from Dave Roof hitting, uh, Dave does some great stuff, doesn't he? Um, sure does, man. Dave's good people. So, so Briggs threw in this potential topic for discussion and he asked a question Has world events impacted your modeling habits? Obviously, Desert Storm, uh, Whitey, you know, you did your build. That was a real world, you know, uh, event there. And it kind of the 30th anniversary of that you know, inspired you to do your desert storm bills. And he, he, he kind of says, I can tell you, Ukraine has changed some of his perspectives. Uh, and then goes on to say, you know, great show and, and so forth. So I really appreciate you writing that in uh, to us, Briggs, because it really, it got me to thinking about, you know, we talked earlier about the great wall hobby goes to Kiev kit. That's come out. Uh, I, I know personally, when I was over in uh, in Seoul, one of my good friends, Ken, uh, Ken Becker, uh, we were in some of the, uh, uh, oh, you know Ken, Scott. A little bit, yeah. Orlando. Yeah, we worked yeah. a little, yeah. Yep. You know, so we were in the, the hobby shops, and he was, you know, mainly looking for uh, Ukrainian subjects to build. And, I mean, that was when I got this from Briggs, it kind of just sparked. I went, you know what? I've seen that in action and never really even realized it. So uh, let's uh, let's discuss how is uh, real world events. I don't think it has to be Ukraine, you know, right now, but just real world events in 
in general. How's that inspired you or how has that uh, touched you with, with your building? So, Darren, this is a, this is actually a really easy one. And for me, and I bet Whitey's going to agree with me. So the first time when I was a kid and I saw the Falklands War on TV and I understood, because Vietnam was still, you know, I wasn't old enough to right. really understand what that war was about or even, you know, that wasn't, I mean, I was born in 71, so yeah, it's still kind of going on, but, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm, I don't remember any of that, but fall, the Falklands War, I remember that. I remember seeing the Harriers and the A4s and the Rural Marines on, on TV and their uniforms and just, so I have always had a fascination with the Falklands War, even though I didn't know, again, when I was younger, I didn't understand what war meant or anything like that. I was just fascinated watching the airplanes fly on TV, and I was better than any Airwolf or Blue Thunder or, you know, whatever some of those shows were on TV. Um, and and it was a huge inspiration. So that's that's why I absolutely love the Harrier is due to the Falklands War. Um, of course, Vietnam. Um, and I would say the Falklands kind of planted the seed with, you know, something real world that you're watching unfold on TV. And then when, as I got older and I started to understand what, what was really happening and why, um, when desert storm came around, I was just absolutely glued to the TV, not just, um, and I read a lot about it. Um, I, I was just, you know, not only did the have modern kind of weaponry and, and aircraft and, and some of the smart bombs and just, it was just constant in your, every single day. It was just constant television footage and just, you know, it was a huge, huge inspiration to, for schemes. And you'd see, I just see beat up Tomcats and a sevens and a sixes and F one elevens and those cool loadouts that they had. I mean, that's why I build modern Navy stuff is my favorite, and but I still love modern Air Force stuff too because of Desert Storm, and I love the Harrier because of the Falklands War, and so yeah, it's I mean that's why I wanted to do a GR three. I really wanted to do a GR three, so I mix mash the Airfix and Monogram kits to do the Harrier because um, that's I just remember seeing it. So sorry for the the way long answer, but. For me, it it absolutely impacted me as a young kid and young adult, and now an adult with Ukraine and and Russia. Just you know, I can't wait to get that Ghost to Kiev um, boxing for a Great Wall hobby. So yeah, it's going to be cool. I think it's I wanna, a I think it's a big influence. Yeah, I want to pick up probably, probably pick up two of them because that's the kind it's of pig be I rare. Am, but <laughs> yeah. Frill has uh, you uh, impacted you. Real world events impacted you in any way? Yeah, I mean, like, kind of like Samo, you know, the uh, or Scott, the uh, Desert Storms. I was too young for Vietnam. So, I mean, I was born in '76, so and like almost kind of too young for the Falklands. But I remember seeing on you know the re, uh, you know, recaps of it and everything. But I was listening to. I started following Ward Carroll on YouTube yep. and he's got an awesome channel and he had a guy, I can't, 
John. We need to get him on here, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Tim set well, us that's up. In, that's, that, a, we, that's in work. Yeah. yeah. We, need to, we need to get that set up, man. Sorry. Sorry, Phil. I'll shut up. Oh, now. That's all right. I forgot what his name was, but he was a tornado Rio or Wizzo. And he was one of the ones that was shot down and taken prisoner, like on the first day of the Gulf War. Yeah. Because the tornado was not like the Allied aircraft that had all the latest and greatest laser guide bombs and stuff. You know, the tornado there. He's calling it a lob bombing because they didn't want to get too close to the airfields. They would just fly in and then pull up and then pickle the bomb. So it would just lob it over to the airfield because they didn't have the cool sensor stuff that like we had. And they said that he said it was funny because, well, not really funny, but he said he, uh, switchology screwed them up and so they didn't get to drop their bombs and so they had to get out of there and they were being uh, you know attacked so they just pickled their bombs and as they were climbing you know as they were exiting the area they got hit by uh anti-aircraft fire and he was saying at the right side of the engine was just all you know on fire and i kept thinking back to whitey's tornado and i'm like oh man i'd love to build one but Man, the horror stories Whitey went through. <laughs> like, I lived that, you know, I, I lived that nightmare with him. And I was like, so I was kind of like for a minute there wanting to build the tornado. And just hearing his, his story about being in captivity for seven weeks. And he, like, he said to like when they got liberated, they came in, they opened the door. He thought it was a joke. Like, they were still screwing with him. You know, it was just kind of cool. He wrote a book about the whole ordeal and everything, and uh, I'm going to get it on uh, iTunes. But, like, so my, my dad was in Desert Storm, so I remember when he left. You know, I was always big into airplanes and stuff back then. But I've always been a fan of World War II, so, like, the equipment and stuff. So that kind of led me, like, I do World War II stuff and modern jet stuff. And then jo- serving in the Navy, you know, in Operation... Uh, Iraqi freedom and stuff like that. We was there and we saw the stuff that they had. And so I remember seeing something like, Oh man, I want to, I want to do that. Yeah. And so, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, pushes me to like what I want to do. Cool, man. I, I know why do you see you sitting over there with the, look like your smoke coming out of your ears. I know that you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know that you're a history uh, buff, man. So I know real world events have really, uh, driven you in different directions when it comes to building yeah when you mentioned this topic you know it was like most of everything i build is inspired by either something i've seen or a book i've read or a documentary i've watched um and you know i i like scott said i did do have a bit of a fascination with with the falklands air war uh, you know, I have a few subjects on my shelves from them guys, C. Harry and the Antonard, and I got the Pucara out there that I'm I, I'm wanting to build. I'd love to do some Argentine A4s. Um, I know our buddy Justin did a great one uh, because same thing. I, that was the first war that was kind of on TV every night, and those guys were showing footage of um, the Harrys. I can remember, let's see, that was 82, so I was about in oh, sixth grade, I can remember sitting in grammar school drawing Harriers, sea Harriers specifically, yep. uh, because I'd never seen those before. And, uh, but then all of a sudden they're on the news and they have, you know, I'm like, wow, oh, their nose cone is different. You know, they're pointier. And then they had the, the of course, the paint schemes that they put them into with the, all the, the overall dark blue and the um, non-standard 
British markings, you know, they because they covered up the white area and stuff like that. So I was, I remember, you know, me and all my friends, we all kind of drew, you know, like most grammar school kids, you draw in airplanes and tanks and stuff like that. And I can remember us sitting there in art class, you know, because we would have a portion of the day that was art and we're all over there drawing war scenes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the the nuns and the, uh, they'd be like, "Why are you guys always drawing war stuff?" And we we're like, "Well, sister, because this stuff is cool." Like, you know, and, <laughs> you know. Of course, they're nuns, so they're trying to persuade us that no, that's not cool. And you know, you're a little kid, so you don't understand that. Yeah, war is not cool, but the stuff is cool. And I think that yeah. kind of relates to why we build um, the stuff we build. You know, not just us specifically, but it, overall in the hobby. You know, German tanks are cool. Nazis not cool, you know. So right, right. you know, there's that difference. Um, but yeah, as far as me personally building, it, usually I'm not just gonna grab something off the shelf because it uh it looks cool. I usually I'll get an idea in my head from again something I've either seen, read, or watched a documentary about, it, uh, and that's what I want to do. You know that that will inspire me to to build it. Um, you know, I, I want to do a P40, and I want to do the um flying tigers you know i read rt smith's autobiography book back when i was probably in like seventh or eighth grade and you know not really known much about the flying tigers aside from the john wayne movie that was horrible uh up until reading his book i was like wow this this is really cool i didn't know these guys were such really like cowboys man you know they just they you know resign their commissions and off they go to fight the japanese for a quote civilian company you know that just didn't uh, I didn't know all that until I read his, his his book, and so you know I, I definitely want to do one one of his aircrafts, and uh, you know, and that comes solely from from reading that book. Um, the, uh, you know, you mentioned the Desert Storm stuff. Uh, you know, I was in the Navy then and didn't partake into the war. We were we were chilling down in Panama during that whole thing. Uh, we watched it on CNN by the pool. Um, but being, you know, we were stationed in Norfolk and coming back home right around the, we came back home right around the time the war was wrapping up. So all the carrier battle groups were coming back. And I lived in Hampton, Virginia, or Newport News. You know, so I got Langley Air Force Base right up the street. You have all the F-15 guys are coming back and down over in, in the Norfolk and the uh, Virginia Beach area, all those guys are coming back home. And, you know, the celebrations were pretty extensive and covered on TV a lot, you know, and, and then next thing you know, the hobby stores, you know, Denby Hobby and uh, Virginia Beach used to have a Hungates. There was a, a store in the mall yep. down there that was uh, pretty good. And, and, you know, all of a sudden all the, uh, yeah, all the new decal sheets were coming out um, that were covering the squadrons that were, uh, that were, that were literally right down the street that were com- coming back from the war. And, uh, you know, pretty soon super scale starts pumping out the markings and everything like that, you know? So I was like, oh man. Uh, you know, I, I remember having a goal in my head to build, oh, I want to build one from each air wing. And, you know, I, I, I think I might've got like two done before, it, you know, next thing, you know, moving on to other stuff. But, you know, I, I but, you know, like say with the 30th anniversary kicked around, I was like, man, I got to get, I got to get a few things built from that war, man. And I still have an A7 I want to do up. That's, you know, dirty, nasty VA 72 or, or 46. I think I'll do 46, a 46 yeah. bird the clansman yeah so yeah it, i mean again real world all real world stuff definitely um it'll inspire me and it inspires the hobby too i think you see a lot of that um 
you, you know, we talked last uh, episode a bit about Top Gun. You know, that that the original movie certainly spurred uh, modeling uh, along quite a bit. You know, I'm sure it inspired a lot of builds. And just like this, this current one will probably, you know, the kits are already out there on the shelves. And uh, who knows? Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll go to Nats and see a few uh, Top Gun two aircraft on the on, on the tables. You know. Yeah. Well, so that that kind of covers you know the building part of it, and I, I'm the same way. I I like to, I get inspired by, well, like my kinetic horn that I got sitting over here. That was I was in I was on Saratoga during Desert Storm, and um, that first night, that first launch you know, inspired me to build one of our airplanes, uh, from that first night strike. Uh, but it's not, not just real world events. I might get inspired by like my one Oh five, that Taiwan one Oh five. I saw one of those on a stick when I was over in Taiwan at the air force base. I was like, that's cool. You know, I, I've got to build one of those that, you know, so one Oh five or one Oh four. I'm 104. I'm sorry. Yeah, 104. Taiwan flew so, 105s, man. Yeah, no, no, no. 104. I'm sorry. Uh, 104, 105, whatever it takes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we all take some inspiration from, you know, real world stuff like that to build. But let me get more specific and say, how is something like what's going on in Ukraine right now impacted habits? So he, he, he mentions habits here. So let's think about something like shopping you know you see it online people say well i'm not buying anything from russia right because of what's going on so clearly something that's real world that's impacting a, ha- a habit like shopping have you encountered anything like that scott Ooh, um oh it's a tough one i i i think the answer is yeah in the sense that um i'm not rushing out <laughs> yeah <laughs> to um no pun intended uh to buy something from a russian company you know um and i have no problems buying as much res kit as i can um res kits you know I, it's just I try to support those companies you know i spent several hundred dollars buying res kit stuff you know am i ever going to build any of that stuff you guys all know the answer. Probably not. It doesn't matter because I'm supporting them. And but however, and I'll probably get shamed for this, but I really wanted that Zvezda SU25. So I think I had. I can't remember. I think I might have ordered it and it come in before everything started, or it was right around the same time. But I did. I did get the Zvezda SU25. Um, but I'll probably sell it. So I don't know if that counts. But, you know, if, if you're buying it from a, a third party, you, you know, right. You're not yeah. hurt. You're not, you don't, if you, if you refuse to buy it from say like Sprue Brothers, oh, Sprue Brothers has right. stuff, has yeah. the kits and stuff. You know, that that's not hurting the Russians. They've already sold. Hurting Sprue Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's kind See, of a, uh, sorry, go ahead, bro. Uh, no, go, no, go ahead, Scott. So I, I was just saying that, yeah, I, so when I, I think we had talked about it before that, you know, I definitely support the local hobby shop. And if they have Zvezda or whatever Russian product, Vegemot or whatever they have, I, I would certainly uh, have no problems buying it from whether like, let's say John down at John's models had something. Of course, I'm going to support John, you know, um, I'm just not going out of my way like eBay where stuff is coming from Russia. 
whether it's decals or aftermarket or whatever or kit. Yeah, I'm I'm not going out of my way to do that. Um, but Ukraine, I actually have gone out of my way a little bit to to buy a few things. Well, see, I'm kind of on the fence with that, and here's why: because Vesda, right? They're a company over in Russia making model airplanes. You're, I think that we kind of have to be careful because when we say, oh, I'm not buying anything Russian, well, you're kind of like grouping all Germans as Nazis as well. You know what I mean? And that wasn't the case in World War II. You had the Nazis were very different from Germans. You make an and excellent point, my friend. So, you know, so I... I I feel torn because like that guy, the people that own Vesda, they don't give it, you know, they don't care for all we know. They could have been like, they could be totally against this whole thing or they could be helping finance it. They, you never know, you, you know, you, 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 yeah, but the same, you know, so you got, that's why like, it's kind of uh, it's like, it's hard to figure out because yeah, I want to, you know, I want to support this company because, you know, they come out with cool, you know, cool kits and everything. But I can't just assume that, oh, my God, okay, because they're in Russia and they're Russian, they're all for this, you know, stomping on the Ukraine thing, which I feel like kind of we've kind of starting to do that. We're kind of lumping all Russians in with, you, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm trying not, I'm trying not to sound like I'm a. No, I know exactly. I know exactly what you're saying. I just feel like we're yeah. we're lumping all Germans in. It's like I got I'm German heritage. I wasn't a Nazi. My family weren't Nazis. But you think you say Germany, a German? What's one of the first things that pop into your head? Oh, a Nazi. Cool cars. Well, cool cars. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have a hard time. I'm like, ah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're embargoed. You know, they're embargoed anyway. We can't import anything from Russia right now if we wanted to. So. True enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, but I think you're yeah. absolutely right, though. Right? Don't don't lump them all. Not all Russians are yeah, bad. Because I mean, you know, you don't know. I mean, like you said, though, they could be all for it. You know, burning the Ukrainian flag and everything and whatever. But they could be just regular people. People yep. who, hey man, I'm just trying to put out a product in a niche, you know, a, a niche industry that. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to make a living here. Yeah, put food on the table because, for the family. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I'm and with you. stuff gotcha. out of their control, you know, they're having, they're paying the price for it too. So it's kind of like, oh man, do I not? Or do I, you know? So, I mean, it's something you definitely have to wrestle with. So I think that uh, one of the big thought processes, or one, one of the, I, not thought process, or let's say what they're trying to do by not buying from, russian uh companies like through ebay and stuff when they start to feel the crunch maybe you know uh so what's that that change maybe somehow i i don't know what are the owners of vesda gonna do what are they gonna do yeah no it's a good thing that we do i mean you got a very valid point that's a good one the same thing that we do with our you know with the with presidential administrations right yeah same thing yeah so that's why you know it's just kind of a slippery i mean i mean th- at the end of the day it's you know you i mean you don't have to tell everybody hey i bought some stuff from that came in from russia i mean i mean it's your business but but yeah you're definitely you know it's just something to, th- to think about in your mind because now vesta th- i mean who knows they could say okay well 
right now we're we cease to exist, you know. So they may go away or or whoever whoever else, you know. Okay, so maybe maybe the shopping habit's a tough one. <laughs> That's a tough nut to crack. It, it, it really. I mean, just because your so mind doesn't mean you're supporting. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. You're you're not supporting. I, I try not to mention names and stuff. You're not trying. You know, you're not supporting that person. You're supporting that shop, that company by right. buying their product. Yeah. You know, there's there's trying to make a ruble. Is that what it is over there? Ruble still. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to make some rubles. No, that's a great point. Scott, you had you had something you were gonna say? Nope. Nope. Other than okay. just I mean, I I agree with um the the theory of not all Russians are bad, not all Germans are bad, yeah. not all Americans are bad, whatever. It's just a um I'm just saying that, you know, I'm just not running um over to eBay spending thousands of dollars um going direct to Russia. But yeah. have I bought a few things from, um, you know, different hobby shops or whatever that are oh, here yeah. in the States? Of course. Yeah. 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 I mean, hey, it's, man. it's, it's a Vesta comes out with a 48 scale P3. I'm thinking I'm going to buy it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> they would come out tomorrow and say, Hey, yep. we have a 48 scale P3 Orion uh, with yep. 3d decals for yeah. instrument panels. The C130s look pretty nice, man. <laughs> You're gonna be right there behind me buying like two or three of them suckers. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it's just you know it's a personal choice and and uh, you know I guess that's the cool thing about where we live we can do what we want you know that's good point too that's another great point uh, let's talk just a second about that I want to segue over to subjects now we kind of touched a little bit about it but these companies out there like Sylvester they make some cool stuff. Some of their yeah. subjects are really, really. I hate cool. that we're picking on Zvezda, but that's just the only Russian company well, that I just, know. Well, of. yeah, they just come yeah, to just mind. pops yeah. pops to mind. No, I mean, oh, I, I have I have Big several, Mont. you know, Zvezda kits, and so yeah, like Beaumont decals—they're out of Russia, right? Mm, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I've know. never used that product. The Vegemont? Yeah, yeah, those I, guys. I, I think, think yeah, are. I think they are. They're, they're, again, awesome decals, yeah, though. So great. I have several sheets of them. I got several yeah. Zvezda kits. So, you know, I'm not, but I'm not, like, you know, going out of my way to, I guess I'm really not going out of my way to not buy anything Russian. Um, but I'm also not, like, purposely, you know, oh, man, I'm, I'm not buying any of this stuff or you know, or I'm only only buying Ukrainian stuff. No, it's just. Yeah, there you go. There's. Yeah. That's how you can put it. I mean, yeah, I don't think yeah, none of us here are on a personal crusade or anything no, like that. No, yeah. not at all. No, it's, it's, um, I mean, I'm working on an SU 27. We got big red stars all over it. Oh my God, you're out of here. You know, I got MiG 23. Well, that's what I was going to uh, say when I was talking about subjects, man. They got, there's cool subjects out there. And, yep. you know, you, you made the comment a while ago about German, uh, Germany and cool cars, and cool airplanes. You yep. know, and cool tanks. Yep. And uh cool uniforms, you know, the, the, guns. Yeah. They got all kinds the, of cool stuff, man. The the Russian the Russian stuff is cool. I mean yep. it's an air they got airplanes and they got camo on them and they look cool, you know? And guess what? Just a few years ago we were all buddies and then somehow the shit has hit the fan and you know, you just 
Um, yeah, that's the unfortunate part. Right yeah, there. it really is. I remember, man. Don't you remember? Like, I mean, I got books on my shelf with all these crazy cool pictures of uh, joint exercises between them and us, and we're all everybody's taking pictures. And didn't like the Blue Angels fly yep. with the Russian demo team and the Russian demo sure team? Did. I mean, and now yeah, it's it's just a you know I don't know. I kind of feel like we've all taken a step backwards, but. It's our, uh, our, our world leaders at their best. <laughs> yeah, our worst. Our worst. That's the unfortunate part. But the model show, hob- the hobby industry is like dying, right? They don't have any cool stuff coming out. So just kidding. Man, there's it's a, a bunch great of- time to be a model geek. Heck yeah, it is, man. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Imagine now go back to like when we were growing up. Did you ever think that we'd have the kiss that we have now though? You know what I mean? Because back then, I mean, I thought monogram was a bee's knees. That's why I built a lot of those suckers. And to this day, they're some of my favorite kits. I mean, I, I think I was in I think I was like four thirteen or fourteen when I got for Christmas I got that thirty second scale to me a Tomcat. I painted that sucker with Krylon spray paint, you know, <laughs> using regular old masking tape to paint. Man, that thing was awesome. It was, I was oh man, and that thing's it's old. <laughs> and to to bring it back to real world events, uh, you know, I can remember as a kid in high school building a lot of the monogram. You know, the F fifteen, yeah. the F fourteen, the A ten. All yeah. the all the uh, things that you know in my head, I was I was that's what I was gonna go fly and work on, you know. As a high school kid, I was like, man, that's what I'm I'm going for, you know. And I I can remember thinking to myself, man, I wish they made their counterparts, the i.e. the Russian Soviet stuff, yeah. monogram. Uh, you know, I was like, man, I wish monogram made MiG twenty threes, MiG twenty fives. You know all those cool, cool Russian jets. You know, I was like, man, that's that's what I want to see. Like, and I want to, yeah. I want to have their 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 counterparts. You know, their or their foes. Uh, Did they make a the MiG fifteen? Yeah, they, they made the old. They no, like no monogram made, made, nice, made one. A yeah. nice yeah. MiG fifteen. But you yeah. you know you remember those kits coming out in the eighties. The uh, you know specifically the A ten and the F fourteen and the F-15 and stuff like that. And, and, you know, they were a little bit more uh, detailed. You know, the cockpit sections, of course, uh, 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 in particular, were, were really nice. You know, I can just remember, you know, I had like, Ravel had the that really sorry MiG-25. And, yeah. and they had a, a MiG-21 that was, uh, you know, poorly detailed. You know, and, I'm, and again, I'm talking 48 scale stuff here. And, it came in a know, combo kit with an F-4J. You know, your MiG-23, your best bet was the Eshi kit at the time and that yeah. wasn't very detailed at all and i built all those i had those you know hanging yep. on the ceiling you know on the other you know i had them separated on other sides of the room you know uh <laughs> so um but you know i i used to think man i, I wish uh you know monogram or something you know because at the time monogram was like like frill said the bee's knees you know i was like man i wish those guys made these kits too and, you know, nowadays they could, you know, at the time it was probably a matter of the uh, information, the source data just wasn't available for them to put a decent kit together. Whereas nowadays, of course, it's readily available. Heck yeah, man. So I think it's it's probably safe to say that uh, real world events with just about any modeler out there, it inspires 
that's what I mean. That's where we get our inspire or right? influence or yeah. deter. Or it's just has an impact, whether it's yeah. positive it, or negative. Yep. And it doesn't matter what the genre is either. I mean, I'm sure our armor guys are the same way, probably to an even more uh, in depth degree. But uh, they're really into because all the the fine details of minutia. You know, yeah. The, 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 and then the car guys as well. You know, you you look at uh. Something like uh, Ford versus Ferrari inspired all these new GT40 kits to come out, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, I saw a, it was a, what was it? It was in San Antonio. This was back in like 1987 or 88. My dad took me to the, uh, some type of Formula One. I think it was, a, I don't know if it was Formula They look like Indy cars uh, that did like this uh, race in downtown San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And oh man, I was just like, that is so cool. And so I had, you know, for a while I had a couple of, uh, to me, like F the old F one or formula one style indie kind of car, you know, that I was going to build. And I don't, I don't know what happened to them to be honest with you, but that again, just again, real world events, even when we were in Bahrain and we were able to see the F one races, this was just a few years ago. Yep. Holy shit balls, yeah, man. man. They're cool, aren't they? They are freaking cool. The acceleration and the braking and just the noise, you know, it's just, ah, how can that stuff not impact you, you know? Yeah. So, like, I'm looking for, like, the Red Bull, you know, F1 car because, you know, what was his name? Sebastian Vittel or whatever his name yeah, was. something like Vittel. that. He, he has, sorry for all the F1 aficionados out there. I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just remember seeing it was just such a cool scheme and the car was just amazing. And, and afterwards you could, they parked the cars in the pits and you could, you could kind of walk, you could walk through and see the cars and man, they were just, you know, technological marvels to just see how much, what those cars looked like, what they sounded like, you know, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Inspiration, inspiration's everywhere. No, it doesn't matter what the genre is. So, you know, too, it could come from movies as well because everybody, you know, the final countdown air wing eight and then oh, yeah. arrow master came out with that complete set of decals for the entire air wing eight that was used in the final countdown. And so yeah. I've got that sheet and I want to do a couple. Do you really, man? I bet mm-hmm. that thing's like worth like a bazillion dollars. I've got a full one. I've got a partial one. Wow. Use a partial one. Don't you take that well, full one. Partial one that water drill. Don't you do it. Only has like the VF eighty four markings uh, and the H three guys, and I believe the S three. And the other one I have has all the squadrons. And my dumbass, I was at a show, and they were right there, back and back to back. And I only grabbed the one that had the Jolly Rogers, and I left the other, the other half to it right there. And I just kicked myself in the ass every day for that. <laughs> That's like that is so totally off the topic but just real quick just as a reminder for us when you're at nats and you see something that you want just go ahead and get it get it don't you know i don't know why i didn't pick up it's only like four dollars too that's the kicker and i don't know why for the love of god i did not pick up the other half to it i think i i, I meant to and i just forgot about it and yeah i was like crap because it's got the um va 86 um, a, a, uh, a seven markings and has the, that one weird looking Hawkeye squadron with the gold Eagle, not the gold Eagles. Oh yeah. I think it were the gold Eagles or whatever. It had that 
tacky ass gold eagle on the side of the fuselage <laughs> it went all the way down i think that was the early vaw124 markings on that one um i want to say uh oh man petting house decals some some german company just came out with 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 a sheet with with three vaw124 markings on it, and that's one of them is the uh final countdown bird it's a b model e- e2b and then they yep, have the, it was a b two of the uh follow-on with their more you know, traditional what we're used to seeing as VW one twenty four with the the red and the uh, black, you know, the lightning bolt and things like that on it. The bear aces. Yeah, before we close out, I want to correct myself. Earlier, I mentioned the uh, tornado Wizzo that was shot down during the first day of Desert Storm. His name is John Nickel, and he has a book called tornado and it's about his ordeals being seven weeks spending seven weeks as a prisoner of war during uh desert storm so courtesy of the ward carroll face uh youtube channel there you go so uh you guys out there interested in that take a look at it it's a pretty good book i'm uh i'm not much of a reader but for all those times it's a good one it's a good one by god so oh and he has the audio book on itunes so if you want to no, that's my speed. There you go. You listen like long trips. Hey, you're driving the Nats, man. On my way to Nats, Tim, and I'll be listening. You and to El Presidente could sit there and listen to it. That's right, and I will. I will. Even if I put my earbuds in, he could just sing songs together too. We could do that. Yeah. We could do that as well. Yeah. You know, they were talking about the the aircraft losses during Desert Storm, and uh, two Strike Eagles were uh, were lost during Desert Storm. There's a really cool YouTube video that does, it's about 15 minutes long, and it does a time lapse of the first uh, the first few days of the air war. It talks about the uh, B-52s coming from uh, Louisiana and doing their round-trip flight over and uh, how everything just happened to meet at one time. Uh, it From the helicopters taking out the, the uh, ground radar stations uh, to punch the initial hole, uh, the Apaches, uh, to uh, the... Uh, Hornets coming in with uh, the wild weasels, if you want to call them that, but with all their uh, their harm packages. And it, it's really cool. I'll link that over on the Facebook page, too, because it's a cool video. Also, t- also too, tying in with our topic for this w- for this episode, remember the, the movie with Nicolas Cage, the Apache pilot? I think it was called yep. Firebirds. Yep. Well, <laughs> eighth grade English, we had to read a book and we had to do like a little shoebox diorama of a book that we read. And I was a toss up between that one and flight of the intruder. Now I did read flight of the intruder and I ended up taking the Ravel 72 scale a six and breaking it up and using that as like my shadow box or shoe box diorama was from flight of the intruder was it crashed on the ground. there? Yep. Good stuff, man. All right, guys, uh, parting shots. Any, uh, you guys have anything you want to uh, close out with? Whitey, good, good here, no, man. Good. good here, man. So, you know, I, it's uh, it's it's pretty evident that uh, you know, the influence, uh, real world events, obviously, in influence our building. Um, I, going back to what Whitey said, World War Two. That's one of my favorite things to do as well. Um, big world event, right? So, um. It's, it's it's out there. And then, of course, there's inspirations, as Scott said, with the F1 cars and stuff. It's just all around us, uh, real-world stuff. So I know that uh, the the shopping and stuff, that can get a little 
gray, if, for lack of better terms. I don't know that that's black and white. Uh, I wouldn't go as uh, Frill and, and Scott said, uh, go out there and start just uh, shutting people down without knowing what the real impact is and what the real stories are. So uh, that's about all I've got. I want to uh, I want to also plug just real quick. I want to go back to uh, Briggs and to say thanks for the email. Uh, thanks for the uh, the idea. And it uh, goes back to what we said when we close out our mailbag there is uh, if you have a show idea, drop us a line and let us know. Uh, we're always looking for ideas. So. Okay, so there you go. Episode 37 in the books. Another great uh, topic, another great discussion. Uh, I really appreciate uh, all the geeks out there listening, sticking with us for uh, two hours uh, on of your modeling bench time there. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed sitting here discussing the hobby. And we all want to thank you for making us a part of your valuable bench time. Hope you can join us for our next podcast, next episode. But for now, be excellent to each other and get out there by God and build something. Out from the geeks, folks. Good night. Finish out that May 4th, folks. See ya. Later. Later.